Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair provides on-site and roadside service and repair for all commercial vehicles. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, toxic picking it up. Let's go. Anyway, he never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds The skill of an artist This is 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill Who would have thought He'd be the one That set the West in flames and I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verses? Dude, is the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard All right, welcome back. It is The Zone on a wonderful Wednesday. Good to be with you, Justin Akery and The Wizard. And who's this cat over here, Christian? What up? I haven't seen this guy in a while. Yeah, I haven't either. The only guy it's been longer than is Joe Klein. We don't know if he's coming in or not either. So Joe hasn't been in in like a month. Welcome back, Wes, by the way. Joe Good to be back. Joe hasn't been, that's a lie. Joe hasn't been back in a month, and he's like, do you want me to come in today or try to start next week? I'm like, you haven't been here in like three weeks? What are, what are, we, what are we waiting on? You come in every week. By the way, I'm trying to suck up to Corky's. You guys are feeding everybody at the countdown to kickoff next Tuesday. Come in here and take your, take your love, Joe. What's wrong with you? I don't know what his deal is. He's acting really weird. I feel like I've offended him in some way, but he's unoffendable. Well, you haven't even been here like the past... Well, you weren't here like the past two weeks, I don't think. Me? Or where are you? He wasn't here the last two weeks. Okay. Maybe it was the week before last. I haven't seen Joe in a no, month the almost. the last time he was... He I'm almost there, he says. Okay. Pro. He's almost here. I don't know why he's trying to slow play yeah. me. I, I mean, I basically begged him to come in. I don't know what his deal is. Um. Yeah, because uh, he's missed two weeks now. The week before that's when you, you were, were gone, gone. and we were at Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. And it may have been the week before that, because it seemed like we got food from Corky's two weeks in a row. I don't think you're getting food today. That's I mean, unfortunate. I wasn't even sure he was coming in until two minutes ago. <laughs> so he is coming? Okay, two minutes. I mean, 30 <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah, he texted. He's like, I'm on my way. Okay. I don't know why he's, I don't know why he's doing this. Why are you jerking me around, Joe? Anyway. Um, all right, so we got some football to talk about, some Baseball to talk about, some Razorbacks, uh, guys coming in, guys going out, getting paid, good news. Had uh, something about conference media days going on, and not much respect in the preseason for Arkansas State. Yeah, next, what were they, next to last? Next to last in their division. They had one player on all of the all-conference teams since their kicker. By the way, speaking of kickers, former Arkansas State kicker Blake Groupie, who mm-hmm. ended up finishing his career at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. which I didn't even remember I didn't that. know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is now a New Orleans Saint. He's on the current roster. Nice. Yeah, it's very cool. Let's try to get a hold of him. Yeah. Is he the uh, camp body behind what's his? Lutz. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. But he's on the roster. Yeah. It's pretty cool. A chance to impress somebody else. No doubt. If it doesn't work out. Uh, He'd be a lot cheaper option than Lutz would, so if he really impresses, maybe he can be the guy. That'd be cool. Anyway, so we've got to... Boy, we're talking about money a lot today. Joe Klein, when he gets here, we need to talk about all this this contract talk. I don't know if you saw the news yesterday. I listened to y'all yesterday. Sorry about that. It's insane, dude. It was fun. It the, was money's a good show. In, the money's ridiculous. Uh, and now Justin Herbert's getting paid a bunch of money. Good for him. Is yeah. it a situation with Brown? You just had to. There's you're, there's no choice. I guess I would have tried to trade him. And this probably ends up. I mean, it's a tradable contract at some point. I remember people thought that John Wall. There was no way he was going to be able to be traded when he had 
forty something million dollars mm-hmm. deal. Deal. He wasn't even good anymore. Yeah. He got traded. So. Yeah. Well, Jalen Brown's not sixty million good. That's for sure. No, he's not. But that doesn't matter in this world, I guess. But Herbert is. Well, I suppose so. Yeah, he is very. We good. think so. Did he? I mean, did he regress last year? He didn't get. He didn't. No, he, he didn't take a step good. forward last year, though. They didn't. As an organization, well, one of his top receivers was out for okay. much of the year. Don't their defense is kind of? Well, they got Bosa. They I do. Their defense but, was, and they okay. got Derwin James. But yeah, their, their defense isn't amazing. I will say that. Okay. Um, well, I he saw, ain't the problem, so I guess you can pay him. It's fine. Yeah, I saw some people guessing who would be the first four hundred million dollar player, mm-hmm. and SGA was the guess hmm. because. I guess he hits for you and you see it just the right time. That's Shea Gilgis Alexander for the 90% of the people who listen to the show that aren't devout NBA fans. Well, he's first team all NBA. That doesn't. We should know his name. He's not a household name for people who are not NBA fans. He's, I guess. He's just not. I mean, I love him. I think he's great. I know you love him, and we know more about him because you're a fan of his, but I mean, I don't think... He should be a household name because he's one of the best players in the league. He's top 10 player in the league. There are, Christian, there are so many people who should should be household names that are top 10 players in the league, but aren't. Okay. He's a household name outside of the South. We'll go with that. He's, no, I think the casual NBA fan, you know, like 20 guys, and he's not one of them. If I, if you I, know 20 guys over him? LeBron James, people that have been around for a long time. Okay. Even Russell Westbrook, who's nowhere near as good as him True. right now. I mean, he's still he's still a household name. I'm speaking from the average man. You're okay. the you're the devout NBA guy. Anyway, uh, bottom of this hour, we're going to talk to Zach Fisher. He's going to be in studio. Excited about this. And we don't know a lot about Zach other than the fact that he just played in the Open Championship. And the funniest part was uh, we found out about him from someone who said he asked him, "When are you? What's your next tournament?" And he said, "The Open." And it's like, oh. That's, no, he's that's, like a, that's the a good open, one. The what? Oh, he's yeah, like, the Open Championship. Yeah, so the Open. Pretty cool. Anyway, he's going to join us in studio. Apparently, he listens to the buzz some, and yet, in spite of that, he's been pretty successful in his career, which is amazing. And he's still willing to come up here. Yeah, remarkable. Bobby Swafford's going to join us at eleven thirty. West. They passed another uh, another proposal or two while you were gone, uh, making things. They're just like, well, that wasn't challenging enough for the private schools. Let's try something else. Let's put PA in 8A and see if they can compete there. Bryant's won 19 championships in a row, but you can't put them any higher, I guess. So, anyway, mm-hmm. all they're worried about is the private schools. The fascination with private schools for the AAA, the other AAA members just uh, fascinates me. So, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me, but it's amazing to me. It seems like that's what all they spend their time on. That, that was my question, talking with some people. What are they going to do if PA goes to 7A and starts winning? What's next? Or Little Rock Christian, for that matter. Yep. Or Catholic. You know, we saw Catholic, the revival in their huge season last year. What happens if those private schools move up? What are they going to do next? Yeah, I think what what bothers me is, and again, I understand it. I mean, I'm all for equity. Um, but we'll talk about this with Bobby Swafford. But what bothers me is I know what Little Rock Christian has this year, and I know what they're going to have the following year. And again, you're missing a, one huge mm-hmm. piece of that. And so having my kid play in 7A... And again, this is personal to me, mm-hmm. but having my kid playing seven A when he's I mean, they've done a couple of team camps with with uh, bigger schools. I mean, and it's just Max! Joe. So good to see you. Welcome back. All right, buddy. Anyway. Good to see you. Good to see you. I'm in the middle of something here, Joe, if you don't mind. <laughs> anyway, um and you may have some thoughts on this as a former Catholic dad. But the thing is I, I don't think it's right. My son's like, you know, I said, How was it? And he's like, it was you know, overwhelming. I said, how were these? Like, they were big, they were strong, you know, it's like, and they're deep. I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, the numbers just aren't even close. It's ridiculous. So, again, I understand the concept of it, but I do think at some point we have to go, okay, but let's have some common sense here. My biggest issue is, and I understand why the AAA and the governing body is doing this to, to be on the normal, the, the cycle that everybody else is every two years, mm-hmm. the conferences change, but you can have two good years. And you're penalized by going up, and just like you said, the classes behind those two year, you know, uh, behind those two good years may not be very good, and they're the ones penalized for mm-hmm. this. My daughter's going to be a freshman, and all of her friends, this is going to impact them because um, let's face it, PA is going to move up. All they have to do is win, be above 500 in conference play this year. Mm-hmm. So they'll be in 7A as sophomores and juniors. I'm not going to talk bad about that class, but that's going to be tough, very mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and what's going to happen, 
you're going to see more kids that are attracted to the private schools because they're playing in the highest classification and they may be willing to sit out for a year just to go and play there. Mm-hmm. And um, that could just make them stronger in the long run. Yeah. So what you're trying to do is penalize them could possibly hurt them in the long or hurt these other schools and just make the private schools even better because now you think they had some spotlight on them before now they're going to the highest classification it could make it even better or harder for the other school i'll always i will say this it is it is a hard it's a hard thing to come up with a really good solution on no doubt i will say that and then you're also trying to find some balance in the number of teams in 786 a5 right mm-hmm. and then you're going to go down and basically whatever's left over put it in i did it. like that move the, the the passage number seven or proposal number seven, seven that passed uh and that's going to put the conferences back at even 16 teams in 7a 16 teams in in uh, 6a so that you don't have this weird conference with nine teams the other one has eight well the other thing is to travel too i mean yeah. it's like if you're trying to get some equity as far as the level and the number, you know, the schools and all that, but I'm like, I don't want kids traveling, you know, 250 miles to go to a game or whatever, which Ar- that may be an exaggeration. Arkansas is a weird state. It is. I mean, with the mm-hmm. Northwest Arkansas explosion, then you got just Jonesboro up in Northeast Arkansas, mm-hmm. and then you throw in some teams, one or two teams from down south, and how do you fit all these teams in without and trying to make travel as easy as possible? You you can't. Well, I think there was talk too of like splitting the Fort Smith schools into different classifications, yeah. and I'm like. Conference is one thing. That's mm-hmm. not good. Classifications? It's crazy talk. I don't know what the enrollment is, but still. I don't know. Anyway, there's a lot to, to cover with Bobby, and I've got some concerns and questions. But at the end of the day, here's the deal. As a parent, and I hope most people feel this way, I mean, if my kid has a really good year as a junior, and then they go to their senior year and they get their heads beat in and don't win, you know, seven games, whatever. I mean, I'm not trying to relive mm-hmm. my, my athletic career through my kid, but I do think it's, uh, it's, it is. It's a difficult deal to to try to come up with when it goes back to what you're almost talking about is the lawsuit that was i, th- I think it was a uh, parent from baptist prep that sued because i mean uh, now you're looking at physical limitations and size and numbers and someone could get hurt mm-hmm. you know because and, and football is a violent sport we know that but i'm just saying because of the inequity of the the different sizes of the teams all of a sudden you, you that comes into play i don't like the multiplier well, it's not a, it's not an effect know, anymore. They I know, it, but, but yeah, I mean that for years, and they and they took that out. Thank God, but it's a numbers thing. I mean, it's very. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's such a simple. Like Catholic was really good in football last year, and the cycle there for years and years and years when I was there in both football and basketball. Was you, you know, you're hoping for that one class. Or like you guys were just talking about, one or two classes that come through and you hit it when they're seniors, and then it's kind of like reload again. we got to reload again and try to get it going again. They don't have the numbers to replenish, replenish. Yeah, it's rebuild. Replenish. It's not re- it's, reload, yeah, right? Yeah, it's re- you got to rebuild and you got to try to, you know, hope and look for that class and maybe that second class behind it, especially in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, it's just, it's it's a numbers thing. And so I think them, they should not have been in 7A, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and, and, and then they go down to 6A and the perfect storm kind of hit. They had a good class mm-hmm. that went down and, and you know, it, it exploded and it, and it turned out really good for them. I don't know that this year they're going to have that same right. success. Yeah, it was a pretty so, magical year last right. year for sure. So I mean, it's just it's a, it's an impossible thing to do. But I think at the end of the day, you, I would rather see them. I mean, the travel, like you just said, the travel them tra- them trying to conquer travel in the state of Arkansas is impossible. Mm-hmm. It's not going to mm-hmm. happen. They need to get over that. And forget about it, and find ways to maybe uh, let the kids travel and spend the night before the game, or spend the night after the game, or some something like that, to where you try to make the travel easier, because the travel, them trying to conquer travel, is is impossible sure. because of what you guys just pointed out. And I will also say this too for those of you who are listening. I mean, we all have you know connections to private schools, but we all grew up in public schools, and oh. we're all supporters of public schools, and we cover public schools, and we talk about public schools, and we have far more public school coaches on this station than we ever do private schools. 
But again, I think, and again, they've been trying to tackle this thing for 10 or 15 years. I mean, and again, you're talking about a couple of schools that have been dominant at times. Shiloh had their run. PA's obviously in the middle of theirs. Harding Academy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the majority of the, and again, we're really specifically talking about football in almost every situation. And you're not going to make everybody happy. Right. You, that, I mean, you know, that, you know, people at the AAA, it's an impossible job. Sure. I mean, you can't you can't make everybody because everybody's looking out for the best interests of their their own their own interests. And I grew up in a community where there was like there was Dowling. There was one private school in our in our whole area. I mean, there was really not there was no mm-hmm. other private school, so it wasn't really an issue. It's a completely different animal. Do you have any private schools around you in Jacksonville? No. See, it wasn't even an no. issue then. I mean, that's the thing. I think it's, it is unique to Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, but private sure. anything. Slightly. <laughs> <laughs> I take it in Tyler, there was one private school that okay. I, I can remember. But it's an anomaly in most yes. places, right? But they have their own league. Oh, they in, play in a private school league? Yeah, because in Texas, there were, there were more of those, not mm-hmm. in East Texas, but, you know, in, in the Dallas, in Dallas area, yeah. Houston area, and some of the big metroplexes, yes, they had private schools. So yesterday we were at Central... Welcome back, Joe. Good to see you. Thanks. I know you're only here to see Wes and Christian, but I'm, I'm happy to see you anyway. Uh we were at Central Arkansas for their media day. It was great to see those guys and and uh, nice write up today that right. Sam Lane put it in the paper. Like they got a chance to be. They're loaded. Yeah. They are they are loaded. I mean, they've got two of the most dynamic defensive linemen. Well, one's moving moved to outside linebacker. They're moving Dade Walker off the line apparently, but he'll play all over the place, I imagine. Uh, in the country, they've got the best running back room in the country. They have an All American safety. I mean, and Cam Godfrey's been there forever, and he's just, you know yeah. as good as anybody you're going to find. They've got a quarterback who's experienced and you know was a former uh, Missouri Valley Freshman of the Year, and now in his second year at Central Arkansas. I mean, he's got a really good receiving core. Uh, Gerard Barnes is still in school, by the way. I did not know that. Holy COVID, Batman! He was oh, preseason wow. All American as a returner. <laughs> Um, I it's uh they are loaded now. I don't know what's going to play out. They do have a tough schedule, but dear lord, they're going to be pretty good. On the flip side of that, you've got uh, UAPB. They had SWAC Media Day, I guess, yesterday, and they were picked dead last in theirs. And then Arkansas State, we talked about a little bit ago, picked next to last in their division. And the class of that league, obviously, is on the other side, except for Troy, of course, which is on the same side as Arkansas State. But you got, you know, Coastal and, and uh, App State on the other side. So, anyway, it's a, it's a tough deal. That's a that's a quite a climb that has to happen for both programs, and obviously UAPB starting over administratively or at least coaching-wise. So, well, we've seen it in the past with teams in the the swag, you know, with the portal. You don't know what teams have, and that's kind of like in the SEC when we're looking at the preseason SEC teams. I'm like, that's going to be look so different at the end because so many guys that are come have come into the not just Arkansas but all over. They're in the portal. You don't know how they're going to play and how they're going to fit in, and they could very well be on these postseason teams. Like, Same thing when in the swag. Well, it's like people ask me all the time about Arkansas basketball, and I'm like. Devo, Brazil, Mitchell. Yeah. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. You know, until I can get up there and lay eyes on them. And, you know, you, you trust Muss, and then you look at what these guys did here, there, and everywhere. But how's it going to fit? How's it going to work? I mean, it just – We got the football times – 100. Right. We got the preseason Wooden Award watch list, and the only kid that was on it was a transfer at 75-1. to 1. Remember that? Oh, it was Battle. Cleef Battle, I yeah. believe. So there's a guy that will have some expectations. Well, you don't have to worry about getting to know Keon Minifield Jr. this year. Yeah. Because he's redshirting. That came out on Friday. I missed that. Yeah. I must have been out that day. No, you were here. I don't remember that. He's a kid from Washington, right? Right. Yeah. He was the, the true freshman. Last year, yes. Last year. Yeah. Transferred in. We uh, are going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to Zach Fisher. Joe, are you ready to be around somebody who's actually good at golf for change? I am. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting right next to Wes. Um, he doesn't get paid to do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Zach does. He just got back from Liverpool. He's in the Open Championship. Oh, good for him. Yeah. So, hopefully he got us some, uh, I don't know, maybe ran into, like, uh, Ringo or... No? He probably didn't mm. run into... Uh, the lead singer. I, he's slipping my mind now. You talking about Paul McCartney? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, he's definitely not John Winnan. Oh, there God. We he probably That's, didn't run into him. Yeah, he didn't see George Harrison either. Oh, my God, you guys. What is wrong with you? Be respectful <laughs> of the dead. 40 years. Oh, my God. You guys are terrible. So, wow. wait a minute. The, the SAG comment coming in here. The, SAG? SGA? SGA. Oh, okay. Well, SAG's been in the news a lot, too, with the writer's <laughs> strike. Yeah. About the writer's strike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that one, Christian. He's top ten in the league. 
Ooh. Ooh. In what? In what league? In in the NBA. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Joe, you, you should have played a few years longer. One one max Ooh. deal would have really been impact. That's generational money. Well, I'd well, I'd settle for the minimum now. No doubt. <laughs> No question. Uh, do you want to thank uh, Joe and Corky's Barbecue? They're going to be feeding everybody a countdown to kickoff. It's coming up next Tuesday. Don't forget, Friday, you can get your fee-free Friday tickets if you want to run over to the hall, buy them in person, and you can save yourself a whole bunch on fees. But tickets are 30 bucks for general admission. That includes your Corky's Barbecue din-din and a great collection of Razorbacks. And Wes and I were talking. I mean, we're going to have at least three, I would think, and maybe four starters by the time it's all said and done that'll be at the event. Got some former guys, too. Yep. I mean, that, good collection. That's always fun. Yeah, Tyler Wilson, DJ Williams, Travis Swanson, uh, Hayden Henry's coming, and Ricky Williams. Of course, his son Zach is a senior at Arkansas this year, and they'll both be there together talking about the legacy of Razorback football. So we'll get into that with those guys. Added Hudson Clark to the list yesterday. Starting safety for the Razorbacks will join us at Countdown and Kickoff. Got to thank Gary Hill, the Gangster Museum of America, Tito's Handmade Vodka. They make almost everything better. Oakland Sports, Party Time Rental and Events. And also, speaking of new additions, Ortho Arkansas, part of the event now. So we appreciate them coming on and supporting our uh, efforts to kick off the season next week. And, of course, Corky's Barbecue, Joe, because without you, we'd be limited to eating our limes and lemons that are in our drinks. Everybody would get buzzed a little quicker. We sure would. Yeah, that buzz. Buzzed. Nice work. That's why I'm here. We got to install microwave oven. Custom kitchens delivery. Tune into The Zone Fridays for The Zone Rewind, when Justin and Wes discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Brought to you by Mosquito Joe. With Mosquito Joe, outside is fun again. This is Sports Center. Another young QB got his extension. The Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert has agreed to terms on a five-year, $262.5 million contract extension, sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter on Tuesday. The deal comes a day after Chargers opened up training camp. The deal should keep the 25-year-old QB in a Bolts uniform all the way through 2029. The deal does include a no-trade clause. It also includes $133.7 million in full guarantees and $193.7 million in injury guarantees. The deal makes Herbert the highest paid player in NFL history based off of average annual value for the contract. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models. From transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. This is the Pigskin Preacher bringing you the word. Former British Prime Minister William Gladstone noticed selfishness is the greatest curse of the human race. So it is. Everywhere you look, you see it. Jen Wilkin notes, the world says, do what you wish, without regard for others. Move to the front of the line. Grab what gain you can. Cut in front of someone in traffic. If your wishes don't match your reality, then nurse anger and resentment. Friends, the world is flat out starving for kindness and decency. It is ravenous for meaning and purpose. Be part of the solution by considering the interests of others before your own. Your friends at Double B's are here to help. Come on by and treat someone you love to a delicious snack or refreshing drink. Take someone a fresh cup of bean-to-cup coffee and brighten their morning. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. If you haven't stopped by Arts Marine lately, you are literally missing the boat. And no boat is complete without a Tahatsu motor. Arch Marine in North Little Rock has them ranging from 3.5 to 140 horsepower. That's Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Take the Levy exit. Facility Maintenance Services presents Melinda Mayo when she joins Morning Mayhem each Thursday morning. Serving Central Arkansas with commercial and industrial janitorial needs. Facility Maintenance Services. We don't cut corners, we clean them. The Zone in the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. 
Want to get into the show but you can't call? Text 661-1037 and give us your thoughts. My nail tech knows how to keep it a little secret. I don't wish for my success, I speak it. I caught a buzz and you did too, but you tweaking. I look like I've been getting money, how reeking. You smell me, that's LV. Walk around with my chest out of my skin smooth, I'm healthy. I'm in a mix and I'm handshaking, but most of y'all can't help me. Most of y'all ain't wealthy. Most of y'all just dress like it. I caught the vibe that y'all giving off and I'm trying to make myself less like it. This chick got a little porch body. I might let the bro test drive it. It's hard for me to get excited. I love music and stress about it. My city honing, I'm co-signing this wave coming up next out it. Riding around in the shotgun and her Tesla. Hanging both of my legs out it like, what's up? I got stakes and they too hot now. I can't. 1031, welcome back in the zone. Joe Klein has made his triumphant return. Really been missing him. That's sincere. Yes. I don't know what you, what was it, what was the text today? Today you're like, do you want me to come in or do you want me to come back? I was driving here and hey, Zach's on the show. We got so and so calling in. You went through what, about eight people? Sometimes I don't Did you hear my name was? <laughs> Sometimes I don't mention the Pigskin Preacher on Fridays. It's just assumed well, it hurts you're going to be here. I just want you to know he's talked to me about it. Yeah? It hurts you. King's back in his hometown when the wheels hit and I touch down. surprise me, but I didn't think you had any feelings. <laughs> Zach Fisher's joining us in studio. The uh, professional golfer who just returned from Liverpool. And these guys are making wisecracks about dead beetles over here, like a bunch of a-holes. Zach, that is not how we roll here. You've listened to the show enough. You know better than that. It's good to see you. How are you? Yeah, man, I'm doing great. I'm glad to be in here with you guys. Uh, this is a, it's pretty awesome. I think it's the first time I've been in a, radio, uh, in a, uh, in a studio, so it's awesome. Buddy, you just played the Open Championship. This is pretty lame, let's be honest, comparatively. <laughs> no, okay? no, no, no. So, okay, we were talking in the break. How does, how does one qualify for uh, the Open Championship? And you did it a little bit in a unique way. And it's almost, I mean, I don't want to compare it to a lottery winner, but it was, let's be honest, I mean, it's a long shot, and you, you know, it's like, the, it kind of reminds me of the TBT. It's like these guys all go play TBT. It's like, okay, what do we get if we win? A million dollars. What do we get if we get second? Nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, that's what you just did, but luckily, your gamble paid off. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, uh, every continent in the world gets a spot into the British Open. That's like, it's because it's the world's championship, right? Like, so it's just easier for them to uh, just give a spot to every single continent. And so South America was the Argentina Open. And so I play on the Corn Ferry Tour and our Corn Ferry season ended in September. And so uh, I was like, hey, honey, do you want to, you mind if I just go to South America and try to qualify for the British Open because uh, that's the only reason to really go down there. I've, I've, had, that, that, I've had that conversation yeah. Yeah. <laughs> several yeah. times. No, when you say honey, you mean to your wife. Yeah, not to, to my wife. Not, you didn't say that to Joe Klein. No, 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 no. <laughs> Looking right at him right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, yeah. So just asked her, and she was like, yeah, let's go do it. Uh, you know, I mean, it's an opportunity. We're It's in December. We're literally not doing anything. And uh, By let's, you mean she came along? No, unfortunately, she wasn't able to. We have a two year old. Okay. So, yeah, she and she's got, she's working like four jobs right now. Um, shout out to her. Yes. And uh, what's her name? Caitlin. Caitlin okay. Fisher. Way to go, Caitlin Fisher. Yeah. So she kills it. She's a court reporter. She she does everything. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, couldn't do life without her. But uh, yeah, she caddied for me actually for a couple of years whenever I was on Corn Ferry and uh, we first got married and she kills it uh, when she's out there. But yeah, so I went to Argentina, decided to uh, to fly down there and end up getting super sick, like insanely sick just from the flight. Don't fl- don't sleep on the plane since a ten and a half hour flight. So uh, just looks like you know I'm gonna probably have to either withdraw or you know something's bad because I'm not even getting to really play practice round. I'm kind of walking the course, just not feeling great. And uh, my buddy and I, Peyton Wilhoit, he's actually a uh, he's from Searcy. Now he lives in Bryant, and he's down there with me. And so he's kind of going to the store, getting me you know acetaminophen and just trying to get me through it, uh, helping helping a brother out. And uh, ended up playing really well in the first two rounds. Made the cut and uh, told my wife, I was like, look, I don't think I can possibly get through, you know, the, the next two rounds. But fortunately, I got a caddy for the last two rounds. And uh, he basically, he helped me carry the clubs. And even though he didn't speak a bunch of English, we could communicate through numbers. And so uh, come to the last hole with a one-shot lead and uh, two putt from about 50 or 60 feet to, to get into the Open Championship. That's amazing. And the, it was not about the purse money. It was strictly about the pathway into the Open. Was that the goal for replaying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was the that was the whole idea because, uh, you know, PJ Tour Latin America, 
it's just below Corn Ferry Tour, so they don't the purses aren't as big as Corn Ferry, and so the you know it's going to be a very expensive trip going to Buenos Aires, and uh, so yeah, just uh, went down there and uh, knew that there was really one objective, and uh, literally couldn't have I couldn't have done it you know by myself. It was definitely it was like literally God was just carrying me around, just trying to. It was like it was just his will for me to, to, to play really well, and, you know, I can't take any credit for it. It was all on him. That's amazing. So how big was the field? It was a 156, regular-sized field. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of American players? No, no. Okay. Yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, South Americans were mm-hmm. down there just because, I mean, it's basically it's the seventh oldest tournament in the world. Had no idea about all, any of these stats. Okay. But when we came to the last hole, and there were like 2,000 people standing around it with these huge grandstands and... Um, the guys in front of us, it was three Argentinians playing in front of us, and they probably had 500, 700 people following them. And nobody's following our group, which is ironic because we're the final group. Yeah. And uh, But, yeah, whenever I made that last putt, I, I mean, I've – I mean, I guess I've heard a, new, a roar now going to the open because the guy made a hole in one right behind me in that. Mm-hmm. But whenever I made that putt, that was the loudest roar I'd heard up until then. So that's amazing. Great. How long was your final putt? It was four feet, and it was cool because it was streamed on YouTube. So like everybody who knew that I was playing in it was able to watch me play like the last four holes. This is so, really cool. So you've cool. had seven months to get ready for the Open Championship. Obviously, I'm assuming you've been playing other events since then. Yeah, yeah. Just because I've been playing full-time on the Corn Ferry Tour. But, yeah, I've definitely been looking forward to uh, to when I was playing last week. Um, just trying to hit lower golf shots. And um, I went to an awesome golf course out in Colorado called Bally Neal that's uh, similar, like, link style because it's a sand-based golf course. And uh, so, yeah, just trying to prepare for that as much as I could. I'm talking to pro golfer Zach Fisher for just tuning in. So tell me about the trip. Give me kind of the, the lowdown on getting there. What was it like? How did it meet expectations? I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, playing in a major. Did the wife get to go? Yeah. No, right, like, my, my <laughs> wife, my little girl, my parents went, my mother-in-law went, my brother and my, our brother-in-law and my sister went. Um, yeah, it was, it was, we had basically the whole family there. So where'd it, you all stay? Did you guys have a house? Yeah, we just got an Airbnb. Um, it was in uh, so it was actually not in Liverpool. It's like just south of that in uh, Hoylake, and then it's on this thing called the Wirral Peninsula, which is basically the worst place for weather ever because it's cold <laughs> and it's raining. And, I mean, everybody who watched it got to see the the weather in full force. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, we stayed in this place called Birkenhead. Beautiful, beautiful spot. It's 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 just hard to explain unless you've been to that part of the world, how different it is. It's it's wild, the weather is. So how intimidating was it playing against the best in the world at this event? You know, it was it was really cool. Uh, Could you get paired? Did you get paired with anybody? That Only in the practice rounds. Okay. So, uh, you know, you can, it was basically you just sign up. I could have, if Tiger Woods would have been there, I could have played with Tiger if I wanted to because it's, you just sign up for you know, on a tee sheet and I ended up playing. Uh, I was going to play with Scotty Scheffler, Jason Day and somebody else, but I got bumped from that tee time. Someone took my spot, and so I ended up now, playing. Is that a hierarchy thing, kind of, or how does that work? Like, if you signed up, somebody can bump you. Mm-mm, no, not supposed to. Like, I just, <laughs> I think, I think it's just because you know I'm ranked like 400 okay. in the world, and this other guy who bumped me was probably like top 50, okay. and so they were like, no, nah, who was it? Name names? Really. No, 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 we can't do that. Oh, okay, <laughs> so who did you end up playing with? Who can we hate? Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up playing with uh, Victor Hovland, oh. uh, Max Homa. And a banter. So, and That's I already good. knew, already knew. Salty. Yeah, oh yeah. So, so playing on the Corn Ferry Tour, and you know, I consider myself kind of an old man, more of a journeyman type guy now. But I play, I've played it since like 14 to 17. So I play with Max and I play with Abe a lot during that time when they were on that tour. Mm-hmm. And so I knew them really, really well. Um, I never met Victor because he's way younger than me. But uh, I ended up making a hole in one on the sixth hole in that round, which was one of the coolest experiences. Hit a four iron from like 195, held it up against the wind, and like as soon as I hit it, uh, Max looked at me. He goes, "Dude, that's an awesome shot. Like it's just in the air and it looks really good." And so I kind of took my eye off of it because you know it's a long shot. I'm like, "It's going at the green. It's a practice round." And then all of a sudden the fans just explode, and I'm like, "I know exactly what just happened." Yeah. And they're all running around giving me high fives. It was one of the coolest moments. Absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. It was awesome. So how were the first two rounds for you, obviously, to make the cut? What what was working for you? How did you feel like you played? Yeah, man, the first two round, the first round I played awesome. Um, I had an out-of-bounds ball that was literally like maybe an inch out of bounds, and that cost me a double bogey. Was and, that on 18? No, that was on thir- in the first round. It was on number three. Number three was my nemesis hole, because I had out-of-bounds twice on that hole. Mm. And, uh, and it was so... 
like you got 40 yards to the left. Like it's so irritating. You, I mean, maybe 50 yards. You may have the whole golf course to the left, and <laughs> you just can't hit it right. And I hit it to the right. Um, so I made double there, and I three putted the sixth hole, the one I made a hole in one on, ironically. And so if you take away and just give me pars on those holes, I shoot three under, and I'm I'm right there. Um, and then after that, I kind of the swing just kind of left me a little bit. I putted really good the whole week. I just just didn't seem to just didn't strike it the way I needed to. And I mean, gosh, those bunkers out there are just gosh, they're evil if you get in there. Yeah, well, that's actually our question of the day today, and we haven't actually thrown that out to the listeners yet. But you can vote on Twitter. Uh, would you like to see more pot bunkers in the United States? And I saw a lot of people advocating for that because. I mean, honestly, if you know how to play out of sand, the the sand in the, the United States is not particularly punitive. No, no, especially, I mean, you know, all the good equipment now with, you know, the rakes and, you know, the sand pro machines that go around and just the sand in general, like, I mean, you could, we, you'd be way better off in the sand, you know, at Pleasant Valley than mm-hmm. you would, you know, being in the rough because the rough can be really thick and right. gnarly. But, you know, in the sand, it's going to sit the same way every single time, whereas in, over there, I mean, you get up against those faces, and now they had to rake those, right? They changed how they <coughs> after the first round. Yeah, because I remember seeing they <laughs> after the first round, didn't they rake? They raked the the yeah the RNA. You're right. So they had to redo the sand traps. And right? ironically, I don't that to make them slope more to yeah. the middle. So they didn't tell us this stuff. My dad actually <laughs> tells me this the next day, and I was like, from watching the broadcast. Yeah, he had watched the broadcast, and uh, so yeah, the first day they had raked it to where. They were flat, right? Kind well, of. like you were coming down into the bunker, like say you were coming straight in, and it would roll down into the bottom and then go up against the face at the front. And so then you got no shot to get it towards the hole or whatever you're trying to go, like your goal. So it sloped to the yeah, front? Yeah, it was sloping towards the front. Oh so like, if you were in the back, you're on the down slope oh with this huge God. face in front of you. Yeah. So the yeah, because they're not hard enough already. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, ironically, in the, in the last hole, I'm playing with this guy, and his name is Tachi. He's from Hong Kong. He gets in there, and it's a par five. Hits it in there in two, like literally maybe 30 feet from the hole, like not far. But he's on one of those weird slopes, and he's got the leg out, you know, and this le- you know, this thing's two or three feet tall. Hits in the bunker. Hits in the bunker again. Chips it to the back of the bunker, then chips it out into the grandstands. Chips it back into the bunker. Oh. Chips it back out, makes 10. Wow. From... 30 feet. He took eight shots. It was incredible. Did you have bunker shots you had to hit away from the hole? Uh, I never got in one greenside where I had to do that, but mm-hmm. every single time you get in the fairway bunker, yeah, it's, I mean, it's auto, like, chip out. It's like being right behind a tree gotcha. and just chipping straight out. It's, yeah. That's really the best way of putting it. I like the way you speak to me in my terms. I can understand that. <laughs> Talking to Zach Fisher for just tuning in, just got back from the Open Championship. So the weekend, obviously, I'm assuming, didn't didn't play the way you wanted to, or at least didn't score the way you wanted to, but you did, again, make the cut. I mean, it's there were only two guys with Arkansas Connections that made the cut. I mean, Taylor Moore's made $4 million this year, and he didn't make the cut. John Daly's obviously had plenty of experience <laughs> at the Open Championship. And, again, you know, John's gone through, from a physical standpoint, a bunch of late. But just you and Lingmer are the only guys that, that made the cut. I mean, it is a significant achievement to do it in a major. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's hard. It, it was hard in the moment, you know, not having my best game and, you know, seeing my name at the bottom of the leaderboard, you know, at, after making the cut. But when I go back and look at it, I mean, I took three sevens in the final round and shot eight over. So, there were, I did a really a lot of good things, and you know I've got a few things that I'm I'm working out. I, I took this week off. I was planning on playing in Chicago, but I was like, look, I got to get my mind right. I'm tired. You know that flight over is a, a beating, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I just I feel like that. I feel like my game is close, and we have I think eight tournaments, something like that, left on the Corn Ferry Tour, and mm-hmm. you know I, I still think I could do some really really good things coming through the season. What do you need to finish on the Corn Ferry to get to the PGA? Uh, top 30 now, yeah. So and where are you? Be, uh, I don't know, 90-ish, somewhere around there. Okay. So all I got to do is win one tournament. Oh, yeah. Like, it's one week, it's, it just completely changes everything. So, I mean, we're right there, and I've had, I haven't had uh, my best stuff this year, but, I mean, I played, like I said, I played really, really good in the third, in the first round, so. Did you learn anything in playing in a major, or was it just once you tee it up, it's just like any other tournament? You know, I played in the 2013 U.S. Open at Marion, and it was totally different. I think they only allowed 25,000 people there. And How old were you then? Man, a young man, 22 or 23. Yeah, I was You were too young to know any better. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I feel like that I already had a little bit of experience with, you know, the pressure, I guess. 
but I hadn't experienced that many people. I think there were like 250,000 people there that whole week, and it was it was insane. Um, I birdied 17 in the final round, and there were probably you know five or 600 people around that hole because it was one of the premier holes of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I made that putt for birdie, the just explosion. You know, walking into that that scene, like everybody's like slow clapping it while you're walking up. It's like you're going to like a football game or a basketball game. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, just those experiences, I'll definitely have forever. What's the grind been like? I mean, you just gave your wife some credit. Obviously, she's helping keep things together for you guys uh, while you're waiting for your big payday. I mean, what's it been like for you guys as a as a couple? Man. The best way is putting is a roller coaster. You know, I had status from 2014 and 2017 on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, just, you know, thinking, you know, life is pretty easy, you know, just kind of getting through it. And then when I lost status um, from like 18 to, and then I got it back in uh, for 20, 2022, um, you didn't realize how good something is until you lose it mm-hmm. type thing. And, uh, you know, just, you know, being a part of like the Simmons Bank team is awesome. Um, you know, they're just, it's such a, a great bank. And, you know, Pat Anderson and Neil Day, like, the, those guys are awesome. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Macris, like, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. And so it's just it's just really cool to uh, to be a part of, like, you know, the Simmons Bank team. It's, it's it, That's one of the cooler things. Have you spent much time with Will Zaltoris? No, ironically, you know, I actually played, he's a few years younger than me. Right. But he took a little while to get out there. I don't know if most people know that, but... He struggled with his putting early on, and then he once he figured out that style of putting he's doing, I mean, he'd always been a great ball striker, and the, the putting would always hold him back. And once he figured that out, dude, he's awesome. So we were with the women from the uh, the All-Pro Tour the other day, I guess, in Conway, yeah. and we were talking about what's the difference between this tour and you know the next tour, and then obviously the LPGA. For you, what, what are the biggest differences in whether it's Corn Ferry, tour events or the level of play or how much difference is there in those two tours in your opinion man i think honestly the corn fairy tour it's harder to make the cut in the corn fairy events than it is on the pga tour like the just those guys are so competitive it's it's unbelievable um cuts every week or i mean especially this time of year five six even seven under par so if you don't birdie the par fives it's it's a bogey like you're you're losing shots to fill big time and on pga tour the golf course is a little more difficult and so, like, you can kind of, you know, have a bad holy not, you know, not birdie a par five that's kind of difficult, and you can kind of make your way back up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if you get a hot week and you have, you know, have a great week, you could, you could change your life in, in a sense. So. Sure. And the dudes on the, yeah, the corn ferry guys, it seems like you look up and they're always going low, like 2,200 <sighs> crazy it's numbers. It's insane. And, and the golf courses are easy, don't get me wrong. But it's not, no, it's, it's, no, it's at the same time, if you're off, like, it'll come back to buy you quick. Sure. They're easy, they're easy by some people's standards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not ours. Can you stick around for a minute? Yeah, I'd love to. Let's hit a quick break. We'll come back, and I want to ask you about uh, an incident that happened this last week and see if you got any more uh, anecdotes that you want to share from your trip over to England. Uh, we'll come back in just a second. It's 1048. Zach Fisher joining us in studio, pro golfer, Texarkana native. Went to Texas High. Close enough. I mean, yeah, yeah. We still claim you. <laughs> you live right. here now, right? Yeah, that's right. I live here now. You guys are in Benton? Yeah, Benton. Yeah. Quadney Chevrolet's got all kinds of deals in the month of July. Right now, up to $7,000 off new 2023 Silverados. 1.9% financing on new Silverados when financing with GM. And you're a well-qualified buyer. 1.9% also on the 2023 Equinox. And the best part of all this, no payments for the rest of the summer. That will be nice for your paycheck or for your bank account right there. Guatney Chevrolet's been doing it for 60 years. And it's not an accident. $7,000 off that 2023 Silverado plus that 1.9% financing. You looking for a truck? Silverado's the way to go with the deals at Guatney Chevrolet. Go to the website, guatneychevrolet.com. Take a look at all the inventory and all the deals and go see our friends at Guatney Chevrolet. Rock out with the only American-style sushi experience founded on great food and rock and roll. Rock and roll sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. Check out our punk rock roll with shrimp tempura, spicy tuna, cream cheese, and seared tuna. Strawberry, avocado, jalapeno, cucumber topping, and more. Rock and roll sushi for lunch or dinner. Rockandrollsushi.com. With four locations to choose from in Benton, Conway, and two in Little Rock. 
Tune in each weekday morning from 6 to 10 for Morning Mayhem with David Basil, Roger Scott, Justin Moore from the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studios. Like Oakland Racing Casino Resort on Facebook and stay up to date with news and special promotions. From 67167, it's Billy and Bubba, the Freeway Boys. Well, Billy, we're back working by Guatney Chevrolet. Well, until AI takes our jobs, AI ain't gonna shovel this gravel. I guess it could take the boss's job. Billy, AI is not designed to be useless. You don't need AI to find the best deals on new Chevrolets. Right now at Guatney, get brand new 2023 Silverados up to 7000 off MSRP and rates as low as 1.9%. Plus, 2023 Equinox at 1.9% or an optional 1250 cash back. Come see us at Guatney and avoid all traffic and construction. Northbound on 67, take the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main and left on Bailey to our front door. Find new roads to Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501 501- 1982 All offers with approved credit. Stock number 24505. Gary Hill with MSS Oil presents Countdown to Kickoff Tuesday, August 1st at the Hall. Tickets on sale at 1037thebuzz.com. Brought to you by Oakland Sports, Tito's Handmade Vodka, the Gangster Museum of America, Ortho, Arkansas, Party Rental and Events, and Corky's Ribs and Barbecue. Chronic joint pain has a snowball effect. It's not just the pain. What that did is just make me depressed that I couldn't get back into the gym. And I was inactive, gaining weight. I had to find another alternative. And for Chad, that alternative was QC Kinetics and the non-surgical natural biologic treatments that can give lasting relief to aching hips, shoulders, knees, and backs. Once they explained it, it made sense. Putting what we have inside our body back into us in a certain strategic way to heal up in a natural process was fantastic. QC Kinetics treatments take place right in the office. No downtime, no surgery. And as for the outcome? I'm just back to bouncing around, having fun, doing my work, living pain-free. Don't let chronic joint pain rob you of your quality of life. Discover advanced regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Call now to learn more. It's a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. The Zone and the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. Want to get into the show but you can't call? Text 661-1037 and give us your thoughts. If I wrote you a symphony Just to say how much you mean to me All right, welcome back. This is the segment we call Zach Fisher Sucks Up to His Wife. But we're also going to talk about a couple other things with him. He is here. The uh, pro golfer just got back from the Open Championship. Now, he's been out to PV, and he's seen me, and and I'm, we've worked together, right? Yeah. Him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, a couple more things on the Open. What, like, what about eating and that kind of thing? What'd you guys, did you guys get to enjoy any of the culture stuff? Is there culture to be enjoyed there? Yeah. I mean, what was it like? Man, so everybody made it sound like British food is the worst on earth, right? Like, that's all I heard about was just the food is terrible, terrible, terrible. I think Boo Weekly has a, a famous quote that says, you know, it's pretty rough over here. They ain't got no fried chicken. They ain't got no sweet tea. <laughs> but honestly, the food was amazing. Like, sweet fish and chips awesome they just got to learn how to put ketchup in in things like that's it's just don't get ketchup yeah i think you can get it but most of the places are kind of like walk up and you pick it up and then you take it home type thing Hmm. and so if you don't ask for it they don't it's not like a i don't know like a a place here a fast food place here where they just automatically throw it in there right they just assume i guess you don't need it well not everywhere in the world is uh in you know, fascinated by high fructose sugar like we are. <laughs> that's the truth, man. And that's the other thing. The food is super. It's it's a lot. I don't know. It's better quality. Yeah. Like the eggs and the milk. Every and the che- the cheese was awesome. That was that was one of the things I really enjoyed. Was just yeah. the the simple things like that. Yeah, that's what I've heard that too. I mean, Do you have I could, any uh, bangers and mash? I never got any bangers and mash. Um, I did. I mean, they they had a lot of. I'd like the shepherd's pie type mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife got that one time, and yeah, that was awesome. I've had bangers and mash at Harry Potter World. And that was pretty legit. Okay. That's, uh, that's pretty pretty nerdy. Um, so let me ask you. Uh, there was a talk. Brian Harmon was talking about how he was getting heckled. Did you, as an American, get a hard time from any of the locals? No, because I was never a threat to them. They didn't see me as a uh, as a threat. So no, they were. They were the fans are super cool. I just, I definitely heard a lot of people talk. Talking about that, and I think that it was just the fact that I think they were just 
upset that an American was, you know, having a chance to win, you know, with, running away with it. Yeah, and Fleetwood's right there, you know, with a chance yeah. to win. And well, they had a local guy too that was yeah, top ten, Matthew Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a member there, and I think that they're just they're trying everything they can to help out their their guy. But you know, it's not like football. I mean, it's it's a little bit different in the fact that you know golf is supposed to be more of a gentleman's sport, in right. quotes, and it just. I guess they just kind of looked over that. I talked about it the other day. I think it's super douchey. I just don't think it's cool. And, I mean, it's fine to root for your guy. But, it's, again, it's an individual sport. I just don't – rooting against guys or talking trash to guys who you've paid money to come and watch play, yeah. I think is completely loser mentality. I just don't like it. No, no. Um, two players well, – And I'm a loser because of Brookline in 19 – when was that? When did we win in Brookline? <laughs> well, the Ryder yeah. Cup is a different Way animal. Different. I have no issue with that. I went at my – Colin Montgomery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the Ryder Cup's different. It's a team game, even though it's still I, I know, individual. I, I have no issue with that. No. I think it's great, actually. I love that. <laughs> and even if you're an American, you're playing over there in the Ryder Cup. I'd love to get booed. I awesome. actually <laughs> did it one time and then felt felt sorry for him. Yeah. He was getting <laughs> roasted. Yeah, <laughs> murdered. Two players having lunch after the second round of the PGA Canada event in Ottawa last Friday noticed that Justin Doden listed at three under on the scoreboard. The problem is. Uh, that's not what they had him at because he was at one under, which means he was just going to miss the cut. Apparently, he went back and erased his score and wrote in a different score. Have you ever heard of this happening before? I, uh, I've i never heard of it personally. Uh, I definitely read that article, too, the same thing. And, yeah, I, I'm just... I, I mean, literally, you're going to go that far to, to you know try to get an advantage to the point where, you know... The other crazy thing was if they wouldn't have caught it, there would have been 12 people that missed the cut um, because it was actually right on the number. Mm. And so whenever the guy withdrew, he didn't get disqualified. He ended up withdrawing before the officials uh, could get him. That let you know all the other people in. Which, was, But, that, you know, that could have killed somebody's career if they mm-hmm. didn't they missed the cut and they they could have changed things for them that's pretty egregious but i'm sure you've heard plenty of situations where guys tweak the rules a bit maybe you know maybe they don't put their ball exactly yeah. back where their mark was or you know maybe i don't know foot wedge and no. you know like there's things there's, that go on i'm sure right yeah those, those things are illegal yeah, yeah. <laughs> not for us joe we're, we're scrubs not getting paid when did this when did this happen <laughs> yeah i think the biggest the biggest rules infringement that happens that you know most people kind of you know get as a gray gray area is whenever you're taking a drop like say you hit it in the water hazard or something mm-hmm. and they're not sure about where to drop it yeah that's where people is that being unsure or is that uh, trying to gain an advantage you think most guy most times uh, a combination gotcha definitely a combination we're, we're out of time i really appreciate you coming up wish you the best of luck in the future when's your next event uh leaving for salt lake city next week so okay. corn ferry yeah corn ferry event. good deal well have a have a great time and uh go win one and let's get you on the pga tour soon and you can come back and hang out with us we don't have any yeah. resident PJ guys who hang out with us very much, so that's pretty cool. I'd love it, love it. Okay, you got thirty seconds to kiss your kiss up to your wife. Yeah. Go ahead. Hey, honey, wish you uh, wish you could have been up here with me doing this, but uh, thanks for being at home with our little girl and uh, also working as hard as you do. And uh, I love you so much, and uh, can't wait to see you in just a little bit. How can you not love this guy? <laughs> That's good karma, buddy. You just ruined it for me. Yep. Uh, Listen, Zach, thanks, buddy. Good luck to you. Yeah, thank you. We'll get you back up. You can bring your wife and daughter with you next time, too. Let's do it. She'll talk more than any of us. We'd love to have her. 1058. Good luck, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that. Which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just...